What is going on, guys? Room Prime here, and you are listening to Table for One Plus One only on Room Prime TV. Today's date is, for those who are wondering, June 5th, 2019. We are in the halfway marker of the year 2019. And before we get into today's topics, which include anything sex relationships and everything kinky in between i want to thank you guys personally for listening to this podcast and past podcast episodes if you want information regarding social media links and links to my podcast hosting sites please consider visiting roomprimetv.com once again that is roomprimetv.com i really appreciate if you guys can visit there and Check it out. It's a one-stop shop for everything related to the podcast. And also, if you just want to contact me directly, all you got to do is just hit me up on Twitter, at Room Prime TV. So with that being said, let's get on with today's episode with my lovely co-host, the lady known as Hellcat. Thanks, guys. Of course, this, this is a plus one. Table for one plus one episode. I'm joined by the lady known as Hellcat. How's it going? Hi. How are you? I'm doing good. Just a uh, hump day, you know, hump day Wednesday. And it's fitting since we're talking about, uh, you know, uh, BDSM, you know, hump, you know, hump day, Wednesday hump day. So, yeah, like I'm, like again, really ecstatic that we're doing these uh style of podcasts because just to get that woman's point of view and just an education just the introduction to the world of bdsm and there's a lot of uh there's a lot of uh just negative uh outlook on this a lot of uh misconceptions that people have when it comes to bdsm and we're just here to educate and I can't do this alone. So I brought someone that I feel knows obviously a lot more as, you know, I'm uh, uh, an infant in, in this space, but I do, <laughs> you know, I just, just, you know, I, I can't, again, I got to go to the expert or someone that knows more than I do. Uh, someone that's more uh, in tuned and that's, in the world of uh, BDSM. So, yeah, like I, I brought, you know, my good friend Hellcat on to just go over and just talk about a lot of the, just the introduction to BDSM, uh, just a little bit of, uh, just, just to clear the light, just show people, hey, like it's, it's not all whips and chains. It's not all, Oh, uh, leather and, and latex and, and, and dominatrices, even though I like that. I, I like the, the whips <laughs> and chains and the dominatrix and the high heels, just as long, you know, don't, <laughs> no high heels, no stilettos on, on the jewels, but you know, just for aesthetics, I love it. But anyways, uh, yeah, like we're just here, <laughs> we're just here to just give people lovely people listening to this just the intro 
to it. What does the acronym mean? Because, again, we're here to educate. We're here to inform and just to shed the light on on this. So, yeah, like, uh, since you're in this, you're into uh, the world of uh, BDSM and, you know, you're more educated. And for those who aren't educated, uh, first of all, what is the acronym stand for, first of all? And second, what are the, the common misconceptions that people have when it comes to this? And some of them I mentioned, but just, again, get it from your point of view. So uh, what's the, what the acronym stand for and what are the misconceptions that people have about this? Okay, so BDSM, broken down. B and D stand for bondage and dominate. And sorry, bondage and discipline. D and S stand for uh, domination and submission. And then S and M stands for sadism and masochism. And then uh, those can be all and used interchangeably with one another. Um, They are just terms to describe certain types of play uh certain types of behaviors certain types of relationships um that are seen in the bdsm community also i'd like to note that uh in today's world bdsm is sort of a blanket term uh that i think encompasses everything really if you're into anything you're probably a part of the community because there's other people out there that are a part of that community however strange or outlandish it may seem. And then um, when it comes to common misconceptions, number one is usually that um, practitioners are weird or that we're a bunch of sickos. We're, (laughs) you know, not always a bunch of people with parental issues. That's not always the case. Some of us are totally normal. We had healthy childhoods. Um, there's just certain things that gets our rocks off. Yes. You know, this is the, the, the normal way. I'm sorry. Just the normal yeah. way of, of, uh, sex intercourse and the, the normal, just the, 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 the common, uh, fetishes, like they just, they don't get us off and there's just a community to, you know, just for that. And that's fine. And, uh, it's just that, that misconception is like, oh, well, it's just, it's just the uh, whips and, and just choking and all this. Like, it's more to it. And I always tell this to friends of mine that, you know, I I talk to about this. Because, you know, we, we talk about many you know, just aspects of sex. And I bring this up and say, hey, like, you know, it's not for you. It's not your cup of tea. But just know that it's not just just whips and chains and and, and being hogtied and stuff. It's, it's much more to it. Like, a lot of people that enter this, they live normal lives. They have nine to fives they have uh good families they're not weirdos or sickos or they don't have any you know you know parental issues it's just just <laughs> they just get they like to get their rocks off a different way than you do and it's fine so yeah uh, you can go you can go ahead right like we're not all a bunch of people just hiding out in like a random basement with like <laughs> rusty like shackles just waiting on you dripped in like lube you know <laughs> <laughs> make us seem like such bad people um also um bdsm isn't always a super painful super aggressive thing there are a number of kinks and fetishes involved 
And there's a very big one known as sensual domination. It doesn't require a lot of force or um, let's say like spanking or any sort of like slapping, any sort of rough play whatsoever. It's very soft. It is sensual. It's about making the other person feel attractive and wanted. And it's very passionate. And that's totally a thing. That's a very big thing. And that exists. It's not all just, I'm going to beat you and you're mine. That's not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So um, it's just, it's definitely not black and white. Um, Fifty Shades of Grey, just throw (laughs) that out the window. Though, keep the gray part because BDSM is definitely grayscale. It is just one huge gray area. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jerry's still out on where exactly we develop our sexual needs, our sexual attractions, where all of these things come from for us in our developmental stages. And we still haven't quite figured it out, but, you know, we have these things. And I think that it's healthy that we participate and um, find proper and safe ways to participate in these activities that we can express ourselves freely as humans, you know. Yes. I All agree. right. Yes, I, I agree. Like, you know, do it safe. And, you know, just the fact that, you know, this is different. Like, the Tumblr days. I'm going to bring this up. The Tumblr days. Like, that was a misconception because when at the time before all the censorship happened on Tumblr... It was a time back in 2010, 2011, between 2010 and 2013, there was a time where, you know, BDSM on Tumblr was, like, all over the place. Like, you had uh, that community for a good while on Tumblr was very uh, active and very diverse. I don't know how it is now because I've since, like, I'm not on Tumblr that much, and it's just with all the censorship, like it's kind of like pointless. Uh, just people only showed the majority of people only showed that one side of just the the, the dominance and, and the, the the pain and just the physical. But a lot of people didn't seem to get to uh, the the emotional aspect because we're all about you know, feeling good and, and just getting pain and getting our rocks off, which is, which is fine. But a lot of people, especially on Tumblr, because it was a lot of younger, a lot of younger people, they didn't understand that it was more to this than just the physical aspect of, you know, just the sub and, 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 uh, Dom play and, uh, you know, just, the the rough sex the the pain, you know, the being, you know, hogtied and all just all that stuff. They they just saw everything in the physical light instead of seeing things also from a emotional, from a mental point of view. And that's where the majority of people in today's society think that, well, they own is only about this. They just, you know, see with the eyes. They don't, you know, listen and you know, listen with their ears or mm-hmm. look deep into things so in the beginning i had that misconception oh it's just you know whips and chains but then when i got into it especially you were the one the ones that 
you know, that introduced me to the world and, and, you know, I like being educated and I just wish that people were able to get that because we're only, we're, we're one dimensional, especially with this. You have to be very careful that you just get one side or one aspect of something because when you do, you're totally, you know, you're just having tonal vision when it comes to uh, this broad umbrella of, uh, you know, of BDSM because it is very wide. So you got to look at things from a wide angle lens. So, so I brought up Tumblr. That's where I was first exposed to it. And also you like shine the light, like what it was, what it isn't. And, you know, thank you, by the way. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you very much for that. And, and it's just, we're here, you know, obviously we're here today to just talk about this and up and, and yeah, like I'm, I, I also, I just love the fact that, you know, we're here and we're able to just break it down. Like just have a bag of snakes, just laid on the table, classify what's what, what's not. And we're here to do that today. Mm. And yeah, so let's see. Um, the just a couple of other things I want to hit on with yeah. misconceptions that I think are very important is mm-hmm. a um, submissives and dominant people uh, because they like that type of play or because they assume those roles in the bedroom does not mean that they take on those roles in every other aspect of their lives. Yes. Um, yeah, you can find submissive women that, or submissive men that are very dominant and very controlling in every other aspect of their lives. And you see this sort of stereotype, and it's becoming more popular now on TV to um, have this stereotype of like seeing this dominatrix sort of um, taking control and doing some sort of like CBT to like this high powered, like this man that's in charge and he's in charge all day. And then when he's, you know, doing this scene with the dominatrix, you know, he's the one that is being submissive. Like that is a thing. And it doesn't just because you're playing a certain role and that's what gets your rocks off does not determine your personality and it doesn't determine who you are in your day-to-day life. And then the other thing that I want to hit on, which I think is super fucking important, is that just because men engage in any sort of anal play does not make them queer. Yeah. Just throwing that out there for anyone who has any sort of hangups about anal play in any sort of uh, shape or form, does not make you automatically jump to the other side of the spectrum. If you were at all interested, if you partake, if you um, play with like toys, fingers, whatever, you know, if you even think about it does not make you jump to the other side of the spectrum. That is a thing that needs to be said. That needs to be hell, write it down, put it (laughs) in a book, understand it, write it on your fucking mirror, make sure it's there. (laughs) There you go. Definitely, yeah, because um, that misconception, especially when it comes to um, when it comes to men and anal play, it's it's like yeah, like 
I'm, you know, I'm, I'm masculine, and by doing that makes me less a man. It's like, well, like, like I keep saying, you know, to everyone listening to this, and you know, people I know, there's nothing wrong with that. If that, that's if you wanna, if you get your rocks off, and anyway, that's you know, the prostate, that's you know, to get more stimulation that way, you, you mm-hmm. go, you go, you know. You go uh, up up the pooper, but it's nothing wrong. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with uh, with anal play. Doesn't make you queer. Doesn't make you gay. It's just the uh, the machismo. And also, on the flip side, men think that uh, if they if they get their rocks up, by, you know, by doing that, like anal play, that means that they have to go and switch that aside. Like no, like. That, mm-hmm. that that misconception is also there, and I, I tell people, no, not not necessarily. It's just a way to you know, you know, to get you off because that's that's where, like, it's men don't have that many uh, uh, places you know stimulate them, you know, as women do. Women mm-hmm. have many more pleasure centers. Men don't, and that's one of the ways that men can get their their rocks off and it doesn't make you gay it doesn't make you queer it doesn't make you you know uh you know the f word you know i'm gonna say the f word here but you know it's it's perfectly it's perfectly fine and that 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 misconception last like one of the biggest like next to just the whips and chains because uh yeah like i i know a lot of people that just have that like it's ingrained in them like it's it's etched in their mind no matter what, and I understand, but it's just that that miseducation and misconception that um, blinds people. It really blinds them from understanding that yeah, like men don't have a lot of pleasure centers, or you know, women do. So when in doubt, you know, go south. You know, it's it is mm-hmm. what it is, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> there's gonna be a lot a lot of corny cheesy lines uh from me so <laughs> uh, for all you listening that's what you're gonna get from me and uh yeah <laughs> uh <laughs> but yeah any any more uh misconceptions out there i think the last one i'm gonna talk about for right now is um BDSM involves all types of play and all different types of things. Um, it ranges, you know, um, scenes that take, you know, hours, scenes that last 45 minutes, you know, whether it's like spanking, full-on play, whatever it is that you're into, yes. uh, these things takes times and, and uh, it involves a number of things. Anyways, just because these specific things are things that you are into and because they get you off does not make it a requirement for um, regular, uh, your casual sex hookups. This is not a requirement for your day-to-day sex with your partner. You know, you can have a totally healthy and fulfilling intimate relationship with anyone in your life. And you guys can both be kinksters, but let's be realistic here. If you're both working, you know, 12-hour shifts and you just want to do a quickie, you're not setting up a 45-minute scene 
You're not spending an hour and a half doing intricate, not worth bondage just to get off. That's not happening. No. Yeah. Gotta be so, realistic. Right. So someone, if you're, you know, getting to know each other and someone says, Hey, I'm into these things. And, you know, people are being more and more aware about their kinks and whatnot. And, um, again, with educating the children out there, um, be realistic, understand that just because people are into these things does not mean that this is a hard, definite requirement for every single time we are in the bedroom. This is exactly what needs to happen. Though for some people it is, but on a general note, it is not. And it is a fluctuating thing, you know? Exactly. Like that, that, uh, that misconception, like I hear that from a lot of people, like all, like in order for me to get into BDSM, I got to set up and, and just get everything. I I gotta, I gotta get the, the whole, the whole set. I gotta get a set of uh, ball gags and then whips and chains and learn how to, how to tie knots, you know, especially, um, Mm -hmm. gotta get a, Oh, the, uh, you know, what, what are those, uh, where you put your head in and, and your arms in? Like a like, gimp suit? Uh, that, but it's like, it's a, a wooden, it's when you, you put your head in, right? Put your arms and then like, a it, uh, I'm not explaining it right, but. You're it's, talking it's what, about like the medieval. Yeah. <laughs> the medieval. Yeah. Like pe- people. <laughs> I actually like heard song, people, right? yes, yeah. yes, I had people <laughs> tell me, oh, like, uh, I would like to get into this, but because I had to, I need to have that, I need to have latex and letters, like, no, you just, oh. you know, like, no, like, it's like with, uh, like, we're podcasting, like, people think that you need uh, studio level mixers, and you need, uh, you know, uh top level equipment that costs you know hundreds of dollars you need a huge like powerful you know pc or or mac when you don't you just have you need to have a decent computer that can handle you know just handle you recording and and editing especially with editing you don't need all the expensive stuff right away it's -hmm. the same thing with bdsm you don't need to learn or do all that stuff off the jump. The the point is that you need to start off, you know, exploring and and even if it's just, uh, you know, uh, you know, cosplay, costume play, or or spanking, or stuff like that, or you know, anal or whatever, using toys stuff like that that's fine but just to go with with the whole latex leather stiletto heels you know the gimp suit you know the medieval torture rack whatever whatever uh knots you don't need that right away like you that's not a requirement if you want to get into that that's another story but just to start off with that off the jump is like no that's how a lot of people get turned off from trying to participate in learning about uh, BDSM because they think that the entry point and the learning curve is really high and it intimidates them when no, it's, it's not a requirement. It, you know, if you want to get into that stuff, like of course there's uh there's tutorials and classes and, 
and, and tips and guides, of course. But the point is, is not to get overwhelmed. And, you know, hopefully as we go along, we can expand and, you know, shed some light so it won't be as uh, difficult and intimidating because there's a lot of, you know, all the misconceptions that we talked about so far, it is, they're real and they're very prominent in, you know, society due to lack of understanding, lack of Mm -hmm. imagination, especially imagination. You got to have imagination. Uh, mm-hmm. Think outside the box, and yeah, like that. That that's like, like it. You know, it's it was funny, but it. I actually heard people say that that you need the, the medieval uh, <laughs> torture oh rack. I was like, oh come on, like you serious? And they were serious. I'm like, oh lord, oh wow, like it's okay. Like you don't need that. <laughs> you really don't yeah. need that. But yeah, like. <laughs> Uh, not not to laugh at them, just laughing at the at the you know the situation because you know we were all in that we're all in that in that position like we didn't know and it's it's just about educating yourself and hey you ask if you ask a question there's nothing wrong with asking there's no such thing as a super question you know no it, just uh, don't go to your local Home Depot with the printout of the image of stocks and. Be like, hey, how many two-by-fours? What tools do I need? How do I make this? They're going to yeah. give you a couple of looks. Yeah, <laughs> they're going uh, to uh, call the cops and then, uh, yeah, you, you don't want that. <laughs> you, you, don't want, you don't want the, the 5-0, you know, investigating you. It's like, I, I just have kinks. I don't have anyone, you know, locked in my basement. just, like, being, you know, tied up or... Or you know, shackled or whatever. Right. So it's it's again like just it's just the discretion. You gotta have that discretion <laughs> on you. You know, don't don't do the obvious mistakes. Don't go to Home Depot. Uh, don't go to Lowe's. Um, I mean, this, you can go there. Just uh, a research your wood. All right. Yeah. Um, side note: Yeah, if you're making any sort of homemade tools, such as like. Paddles, whips, canes, anything of this such, any sort of like homemade, um, like stationary devices. Like if you are into using stocks or uh, anything to like bend the other person over on or tie them to things like that. Um, do your research on your wood, make sure that you're working with it properly. Um, make sure that you're finishing it properly because safety is number one priority. You don't want to be you know, full-fledged in the middle of a scene and then um, realize, oh, no, your wood is splintering or worse, mm. your partner gets an injury from a splinter. That's not yeah. a fun, happy time accident, you know? Yes. Yeah. You know, that's a flaccid city right there, like your partner <laughs> in pain and, and not from like enjoyable pain, a pain. Uh, splinter is no joke and one way ticket to the ER if it gets bad and one way ticket to Flacitown. So yes, very important to yeah. just know what you're doing, finish it, polish it down, uh, work it as long as you can because you know it's very important that you're safe. Like safety is number one. Um Yeah, I think we're gonna save that one though for when we 
talk about like toys and uh, okay. fixtures and all of that. Oh, for sure, for sure. So uh, let's see. Any anything else for the the intro to uh, BDSM, or you want to move further? Um, burn all of your copies of Fifty Shades of Grey because they got it all wrong. If you have friends yes. that are into Fifty Shades of Grey, tell them, educate them in a very nice and polite way because people don't like being told that they are wrong. Um, oh, yeah. Just educate them in a very nice and polite way on everything that is wrong with Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, and hopefully everyone can come to an understanding and understand why that movie is teaching people about unsafe practices and is giving everyone sort of a not great view of the world of BDSM and domination and submission and so on and so forth. Yes. Uh, Hollywood, remember, uh, Hollywood does get it wrong a lot. Like, look at uh, a lot of the DC movies. But that's just, that's all we need. That's all you need. If if they can't get, <clears throat> excuse me, they can't get, uh, you know, uh, the Justice League and Batman v Superman and and all that and Suicide Squad, then they're not gonna get BDSM. Even though all well, you can't show extreme stuff, you can you can show more the entry level, but the way that they they had it out. It wasn't. It was a lot of. It was misleading, and a lot of teenage uh, women and, and younger, you know, young adult women, they got that miscon. They, they got the wrong misconceptions. They got the wrong idea because, of course, Hollywood, they got their little grubby hands on it. You know that. That's yeah. what happens. Like that's why you can't take just one source of information. Uh, as gospel, you need to go to forums. You got to go to uh, different websites. Go to uh, you know, go to online, find online groups, talk to people. Mm-hmm. You know, communicate. That's like the the, the best thing uh, to do when you want to learn. You you talk to like minded people. If you're interested in getting into this, you need to you know just ask questions, just mingle. You know, when you're at a party and you don't know anybody, but you don't want to feel awkward and why not just mingle. Just you can't hang around with your friend all night. So you got to go and mingle and talk to people and get to know just a little bit about, uh, you know, the party and and just get as much information as you can. Like get yeah. more than one source is very important. Super, super duper important to to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to go point for point on all of the things wrong with um, Fifty Shades of Grey. Mm-hmm. I am going to talk about my one big issue that I think everyone needs to pay attention to. I know this is a little bit dated because Fifty Shades of Grey hasn't been, you know, very much a recent thing. Yeah. It is recent to us, but uh, the issue for me is lack of consent. And BDSM prides itself on being, well, the community itself prides itself on being safe and consensual. That is the two biggest things that we practice. And if you notice, the dominant person 
in that series often does things without the consent of the person that he's doing them to. And the submissive person just accepts these things. And that is not okay. You cannot and should not ever allow anyone to exhort any sort of control over your life, whether it is in the bedroom or outside of the bedroom, without your consent. In this case, like, for example, in the books, I think he, like, tracked her phone or something like that. What the actual fuck is that? That's some, like, straight-up stalker bullshit. That is not okay. If you want to keep tabs on someone, that is up to the consent of the person. If they want to share their location with you, you cannot do that. That, you know, we're in the fucking privacy data war over here over whether or not our personal data is being shared. Like, guys, open your fucking eyes. You think that shit's okay? Really? Stuffing up. Rant over. <laughs> yeah, I, I can I can have I can have a conversation alone about privacy issues, uh, with data sharing and, and all that. I can get like I can get into that. But yeah, like right? it, it's it, it yes, it is super like when I I, saw, I didn't okay, I didn't see the movie like from beginning to end, from start to finish. But I Which saw some so parts. Ridiculous. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> it, this is why I don't watch a lot of movies because it's just very unpractical. Like around the time the movie was out, people, were, women were okay with them. Like, you're you're sadly, sadly mistaken, and mm-hmm. it, it gave you know creeps out there the the okay to do that shit. And and also the ones already doing it, stalking, harassing, all that stuff, gave them, like, hey, like, I watched this movie, so it's okay. It's just that in Fifty Shades of Grey, it was a well, clean-cut guy. He looked, you know, he looks attractive. He's wealthy. You know, he he wears a suit. So, you know, people that wear suits or wear uniform, they, they, oh, I can trust him. He he wears a nice suit. He, He looks clean. He looks proper. So you gotta you gotta be careful with that. Definitely gotta be careful. Um because privacy, consent, you know, you, they're very important and you need to have that mutual agreement, understanding, because you know, shit's real out here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh let's see. Say we got fifty shades of gray, so don't uh, throw throw them out. Uh, you use them as frisbees for your dog. You know, burn them. Campfire burn. starter. Yeah, yeah. Campfire starter. Um, see how far you can toss them <laughs> before yeah. you know they can go over over the horizon. Because mm-hmm. yeah, a lot, lot of misconceptions, a lot of uh, BS that they got wrong and. You know, very misleading. So, no, no, big, 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 no, no. Uh, anything else with Fifty Shades of Grey that you want to cover? Or no, that's it. No, I'm not gonna waste my time with uh, a no, no. Okay. All right. <laughs> no, fair enough. Fair enough. Because <laughs> that that's a whole conversation on itself. Like, mm-hmm. so uh, where where can first of all where can people 
uh, what's the best source where people can get information, where what's a good forum for uh, BDSM? I personally advocate for FetLife uh, because I've used it. I think that the community in some aspects is good. Some of the community is not so great as with any community. You're always going to have people that are not the best. It is a great resource for learning about all sorts of kinks and fetishes. You can find literally anything there within reason. They preach a lot about safety. You can learn everything from any starting point, whether you're a beginner, intermediate, if you're an expert. There's excellent resources on everything from how-tos, tutorials, how to make your own toys and products, uh, meetup groups in local towns and cities, which I definitely do advocate if you are a social person and you want to learn more and get out into your scene and meet like-minded people, I definitely suggest going to your local meetups. And local meetups are not the same as going to scene and play parties. Those are totally two different things. Get that through your head. Just because you're going to a meetup does not mean you will be going home with someone. Not the case. (laughs) (laughs) Also, check the local rules. Always check with your organizers if you are going to meetups. Check in with your organizers. Make sure that you introduce yourself so that you're not just a stranger walking in. Um, Privacy, especially in smaller towns and cities, is a very big thing. We don't particularly, some of us don't like being out about our lifestyles with everyone, you know, in our community. Some of us are totally okay with that as well as um, FetLife is totally good for reading materials. There's plenty of resources for every sort of kink and or fetish, different roles, different uh, resources on how to perform these roles, things like that. If you want to learn, let's say you're a brat and you want to learn how to be a good brat, you know, because that's something that you want to give a shot to. There's resources for that. There's resources for everything. I suggest that. It is community-based. There's not a lot of, uh, how do I put this, Um, cited, you know, uh, thesis papers on there, you know, credited sources. This is all community-based. It is what it is. And then from there, you guys can branch out and find your local forum pages that will help you find more specific uh, groups that you might want to be more involved in, whatever you can find that is more tailored to suit you. Um, I also suggest getting on uh, like Amazon, going to your local bookstores, anywhere really, and just buying books and reading uh any number of books on relationships and uh, kinks and fetishes. S&M 101 is a classic book in the mm. community. It is a dated book. I will throw that out there. It is very dated. It's gender roles is dated and it is, yeah, it's dated. It oh, definitely no. needs to be redone, but it has been a classic handbook. There are how-tos out there. Books are cheap. 
Go yes. out there, get a book. It is not that hard. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. people, people like, listen, people, uh, reading is fundamental. Uh, books are cheap. Like I got a few books off of Amazon for cheap and I got them within, you know, two days. Sometimes I got them in a day. So, you know, do yourself a favor just if you want to get into BDSM and just more into relationships and the key side of uh, relationships and whatnot and, and just just your how-to. Just do your research, get those books because not everything that's online, while it's a good source, like everyone has the internet right in the palm of their hands, it's good to have a book. It's good to have something on print where there's the least chance of it being edited or formatted or changed. And you have mm-hmm. something physical to hold on to. It's very important, super important to have, uh, you know, a handbook of sorts like you, like you mentioned. It's very important to have that. Um, you mentioned roles. And, you know, for a bit, I want to talk about some of the roles uh, with you because I'm a... I'm a switch. Like I, I like to be dominant, but there's times where I like to be uh, submissive, and you know that's fine. So what what are the what are some of the roles uh, that are you know in in this community? So uh, oftentimes, I just usually just describe them as being tops and bottoms. I know that's like an LGBTQ plus term because that's a very basic way of describing it as someone who's topping, someone who's bottoming. That's a very basic black and white way of describing it. Um, Basically, you have your doms, your dominants, your people that are quote unquote in control. And I will explain those quotes later on. And then you have your subs, which are quote unquote giving up control. Um, and that is basically what that is. And then you have your switches, which go both ways. Mm-hmm. And I want to make a quick point that if people are in uh, participating in these relationships, if they, whatever defines their relationships, does not mean that they maintain these roles 100% of the time. Some yes. people choose to play these roles 100% of the time, not all people do. It yes. does not always have to be a 100% of the time thing. There are some people that do slave training. They like to go for doing 24-7 slave training, which mm-hmm. means that they want to be slaves 24-7. They're in training to do so. Some people like doing, you know, slave work from or slave play, yeah. you know, from like certain hours of the day or certain days of the week and 24 hour cycles, however, fits their lifestyle and their partner's lifestyles, so on and so forth. Um, same thing with, uh, DDs and LGs, which stand for, uh, daddy doms and LGs, which is little girls. There's also little boys and well, little boys. God, that sounds Mm. <laughs> <laughs> please no one call the cops um, there's no cheese pizza here um, no. but no, like littles you know yeah uh, the umbrella term of littles 
there's like those daddy or parental doms and then there's the littles that take on those roles and then they have their defined terms of when they choose to take on those roles let's say these are two consenting adults which they should be always all these always. two consenting adults no matter what two consenting adults yes. here we go um, <laughs> when they both get off of work and let's say five to eight this is when they do their roles good for them if they want to do the 24 7 that's you know their prerogative these roles do not define um you know who we are you know yeah. god this is weird um <laughs> It's not necessarily, some people take this on to be who they are all the time, but it doesn't have to be who you are all the time. Maybe you might want to go for, you know, slave training and want to be a 24-7 servant, but you just are not cut out for it after doing perhaps months and months of slave training. Then maybe you're just not cut out for it. And that's okay. You didn't fail. It's just this is still a thing. There's no such thing as failure in BDSM unless someone gets hurt. That is a critical failure. That is not good. Um, Yeah. So that's just roles, um, basically domination, submission. You have your in-betweeners that like to switch. And then you have people that like to sort of challenge authority, which are brats, but they're sort of overall submissive. But they, the way I like to describe brats, or at least my type of brat, is the submissive that likes to challenge authority incessantly without being disrespectful. If that makes okay. sense. That makes, some people, that makes sense, yeah. Right. So some people love <laughs> brats. Some people hate brats. Like, I will push your buttons to no end. Well, actually, that's not true. I will push your buttons until you punish me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that works so well if you find yeah. the right person that doesn't mind going to that point. But, you know, entering into any of these roles with any consenting partner takes a lot of long, hard, not necessarily hard, but long conversation. Um, that require a lot of open and honest communications. You need to have open and honest communication. You need to be, sorry, I'm like repeating myself over here. It's fine. You need to have <laughs> realistic expectations of what you guys both want out of these relationships and understand that while you are both participating in these relationships, that your expectations may change depending on the duration of your relationships. Let's say you're entering into a monogamous coupling with someone else. You might, you know, enter into an agreement and, you know, understand that over time, your wants and needs are going to change and that person's wants and needs are going to change. It may not change your dynamic as a whole, but maybe, you know, one day you both wake up and realize that you don't want to do daddy, dom, and littling only from five to eight. Maybe you want to just sit home on your weekends and make that a strictly like 24-7 weekend thing, and that works for you, you know? Some people scale back on certain things. Some people go ham on others, and it's all about communication and respect. You have to respect the other person, even 
and yourself, even when they want to do things and participate things and make changes in the relationship, um, even if it's things that you don't agree with, doesn't mean that you have to do them. Not at all. If there's something that you are not comfortable with, you don't have to participate. No one is holding you hostage. And if they are, seek help immediately. There will be links posted somewhere for resources where you can get help. Um, But yeah, no one should be forcing you into doing anything. Understand that people and relationships will change over time if, you know, you are participating in these sorts of relationships with people for long durations or even short durations. Hell, if you have like your favorite dom, dominatrix, um, mistress, whoever that you're seeing and, you know, after a while you, your relationship sort of changes and she decides that she no longer wants to take you on as a client. I understand that that's a thing that could possibly happen. Um, relationships are fluid. These dynamics are fluid and we are human and we change. And that's a lot of shit right there. It's a lot of shit. Yeah. It's a lot of shit like (laughs) communication and, Mm -hmm. and consenting, like especially communication. Communication is very important. You, you gotta, you gotta be open and honest because if you want the best experience, uh, in BDSM, you need to have open and honest and, you know, stern, not not like rough conversations, but more like straight to the point, have understanding, a little bit of compassion because when you're like just spilling your guts out, you need to have that level of compassion in the sense that, yeah, like I'm opening myself up to you. I'm letting you know, like, what my kinks are, my likes, dislikes, and just trusting you with being myself to, you know, to that person. It's very important to, uh, for people to understand that there's that, that aspect when it comes to this. It's not just, uh, you're, you're, you're psychic because one of the misconceptions as well, and this is just not with just BDSM, this is regular relationships. There's, that mentality that yeah you gotta know what i want you need to know what gets me off and like if you don't then you're you're a failure it's like no you have to have a two-way street when it comes to uh you know when it comes to communication when it comes to relationships Mm -hmm. and when it comes to things like bdsm like especially when you're dealing with the physical aspect the emotional aspect, mental aspect, you gotta have that that full on communication. It's very important because how you gonna know what gets you off? How you gonna know if you have you know what are your hard limits, your soft limits, and you know just how how you gonna know all those things if you don't talk to each other? If you don't have that heart to heart? If you don't have just open and honest, straight conversation. I think that we're afraid of letting other people know who we are, especially ones that we, we trust because it's scary and understandably so. But if you want, if you want to get your rocks off, you know, if you want to have enjoyable sex, if you want to have uh, a fun and safe experience, you know, 
you need to have that line of communication open and having that emotional because you you brought this up many times the emotional aspect of uh bdsm with, with your you know with your your dorm to have that emotional connection after after it's done it's not mm-hmm. just uh just one-sided like there is that that comfort that nursing back to health health you know after mm-hmm. the session is done that's very important too you, you gotta you gotta be emotionally there emotionally available and and that's with with bdsm and that's with uh normal relationships you know it's just very important to have you, you need to still be firm and tough in the sense as a man, but also have that level of compassion. Because, you know, you got to have, you can't just have one without the other. You can't be too compassionate where you seem less less masculine and that will turn the woman away, but you can't be too overly masculine where also it will turn a woman away because you can't have someone that has no emotion, no emotional uh, ground at all. You got you to gotta have that balance. And I think that's with, with everything when it comes to your normal relationships, uh, uh, friends with benefits, BDSM, you know, Dom, subs, you need to have that that balance. Everything has to have a balance. You can't have too much of one thing. You can't have less of one thing. Because the moment you do, like everything goes out of whack. You won't have a good experience. You won't uh have fun and you won't get your rocks off. Like how how are you gonna get off if you don't if you don't have that balance. If you don't have that open line of communication, emotional support and just knowing both, you know, both of, you know, both people, both parties in question, knowing what gets them off, what gets them not off. Uh, it is very important to have that, that structure. It's, it's super duper important to have um, that balance in life. Because once you do, you got the open line of communication, got the emotional aspect, you you got the educational aspect. Like you will have a very healthy and enjoyable relationship, and lots of fun sucks. Lots of uh, lots of fun, and that's very important. You know, it's mm-hmm. very important to me. So, yeah. Uh, it's still time. There's, you know, there's always time. We make time here on Room Prime TV. We 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 make time. We don't got it. We make time, and we we definitely got some time. Uh, toys, like what what are what are some what are some toys that uh um that you that are in this spectrum within this realm? What what are like some of the the basics? For for people that are getting into BDSM, um, what are some of the toys that are out there? Um, so 
Uh, it really depends, I guess, on the sort of play. And I think on the more basic level, and like I said, I think we're probably going to do a different episode all about this, uh, oh, toys and yeah, fixtures and structures on a very basic level. Um, when it comes to like tools, equipment, toys, everything that you might want or need, uh, I would say toys and tools, um, <laughs> let's say like ropes, um, paddles. I mean, honestly, uh, here's the thing. It really depends on what it is that you're into because yes. not everyone's into like caning or, you know, spanking and, you know, people who are into spanking or, um, you know, impact play, let's put impact play as the umbrella term here uh, doesn't, you know, impact playing encompasses like spanking, caning, whipping, paddles, cat and nine tails, any sort of, you know, object coming contact with the flesh. Um, and then some people don't like using switches. Some yes. people only like broadsided paddles. Some people like uh, Lex, what's it called? Lexkin paddles. Uh, versus like acrylic versus wood some of them like it with holes some of them like bruises non-bruises some people like welts um and you know things like that yeah and even before we get into impact play and the toys involved with that Mm -hmm. there is a topic of safety involved with impact play and that is make sure that you are doing it safely there are diagrams available google it impact plate and safety google the shit out of it there are diagrams that will show you where on the body it is safest for you to receive or deliver um physical impacts from uh canes whips which is whatever the instrument is what types of welts marks or bruises they might leave how long the duration and how to safely, you know, go through a session that is, you know, perhaps strictly impact play. And usually you want to start by warming up the skin and that's usually done by spanking or light paddling or light, you know, caning or something like that. And then building up an intensity. If anyone's coming out, you know, out of the gate at you with a paddle at full force, you're in the wrong place. You're unsafe. Get the fuck out. Call 911. That's not cool. Right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we make jokes about it, but seriously, if you're ever feeling unsafe in any sort of situation, get out, get help. Yes. Um, safety is number one priority. Uh, and with, you know, before jumping into any sort of like kink, fetish, scene play, whatever it is, always learn about the risks involved. And yeah, so let's say impact play, again, all the toys there, you can find them in an array of materials and at an array of price ranges. I suggest if you are like super into the sport, this is what you like, pay for quality. Definitely shell out the money and pay for quality equipment. You don't want to be in the height of your scene and have your, you know, $30 cane break on you. Yeah. And, 
that's just no, not fun for anyone. Because <laughs> at that point, you know, things can get unsafe if you decide to continue using a broken cane. And while the danger, you know, the element of danger might seem appealing to some people, erring on the side of safety, not safe, don't do it. You know, yes. you know, you have the issue of like shards getting cut, things like that. Um, and then you have your basic toys, such as like vibrators, dildos, toys for women. Uh, you can do clamps. Ooh, clamps. <laughs> I'm not saying that as like a, a, you know, no judgment, no yes. judgment whatsoever. Just the pain. You get like those like flashbacks of like, uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> those hardcore like flashbacks of like that one time in band camp with the clamps, you know. <laughs> um, There's one thing, yeah. uh, smell, um, smells are very powerful, uh, you know, trigger memories as well as uh, pain and mm-hmm. you know, certain moments of, of pain, like it. It triggers a lot of memories, good or bad, depending on um, if you like pain, if it was memorable. So, yeah, definitely, like, you know, I, I like how it brought, you know, flashbacks. It's it's really, uh, it was really significant. You know, it was mm-hmm. really significant. And, yeah, like that, that's as long as you're having fun, you're safe, you're careful, you know, at work. They was talk about safety, and then and that's very important. So too. So if you have, yeah, those elements, then you know, fire away, have, have fun. You know, gotta have that consent. You know, safety first. You don't want a, a cane breaking. You don't want a paddle to break. You know, you don't want any anything faulty, anything that can that can break during mid session, during mid scene. Because uh, again. This one way ticket to Flasset Town and one way yeah. ticket to disappointment. You know, like you, you want to have an enjoyable scene, enjoyable uh, session. And you, you gotta, when it comes to, you know, toys of wood, you know, metal, you know, latex, gotta have safety, definitely safety in mind. That's here. Yeah. Uh, anything also- else you wanna add? Yeah, make sure that the materials that you are using are um, not only, like, the items, but the materials for toys that you're using are safe. For um, any sort of insertion toys, you want to make sure that the material is safe for your body. There are certain... You can go anywhere online and find toys for very, very, very cheap. Those... um, plastics or whatever materials that they might be made out of could potentially cause negative reactions to the body. And if your genitalia is irritated and not happy, neither will you be. So be safe and make sure that the materials that um, are in your toys that are being used for insertion or any materials are safe for the body Um, know that if you have any sort of allergies, let's say it's uh, any sort of like lubes, condoms, whatever that you guys may potentially be using in the bedroom, make sure that that is communicated to you and your partner and make sure that you're buying from reputable sellers. 
make yes. sure that these companies uh, have a list of, you know, they can tell you, make sure that, you know, you are made aware of what materials are being used because it is very important. It's not something that we think about um, very often because really who's really concerned about what's leaching into their vagina. But trust me, mm. if your kink is wearing a plug for 16 hours, it's kind of important to know that um, you're not having anything leached into your body as yes. well as um, clean all of your toys and tools all the time before and after play. And yes. it is so much easier just clean them as soon as you're done with them. It's so easy that way. Don't wait for it to get dried and crusty. Just clean them as soon as you're done. It yes. makes life so much easier. <laughs> and store them properly. Don't leave your jellies out, you know, on your windowsill in the sun. Don't do that. Big no-no. Right? Cold, cold okay. dry place. Mm-hmm. You know, that. that's yeah. especially with uh, uh, toys, lube. Like, you don't want to get them exposed to, you know, uh, light, any sunlight, because uh, big no-no right there. Like, it's very important to safely store, like, you know, any uh, lubes, uh, sex toys, any anything in that nature, and clean them, like, yeah. like uh, Hellcat said. You got you to gotta clean them, like, before and after. Like, that, that is... Yeah. And then, and, they, and also because they cost a lot of money, you want to save money on your investment. You want to save on your investment. You don't want to have to throw them out and buy replacements because you didn't clean them, you know, before and after thoroughly. And uh, yep. you know things are not cheap because <laughs> you know you can get the cheap stuff, but then you end up spending more because you know you wanted to save a little bit of uh, money. So it's very important to, like you, like you said, uh, Hellcat, uh, spend a little bit of money for better quality, and you know, make sure you take care of your, you know, of everything your your toys, your lube, store them in a cool place. Don't leave them out in the sun. Don't leave them open. Uh, make sure they're dry. Don't your dog hair gets on it. Yeah. yeah, any 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 animal hair uh, is also a no no, big big yeah. no. Um, wow, I <laughs> guess we uh <laughs> we we covered a, a good amount, and we have still so much more to talk about. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> we will we will definitely have a part two, part three to this because um it was fun. Yeah, it was very fun. Sure. Um, yes. Uh, all right. So, any uh, closing remarks uh, before we, you know, bring this show to a close for this week? Um. Hmm. Well, I'd like to just remind everyone to stay safe, stay educated, learn as much as you can about everything that you can, because it's very important and your safety and your partner's safety. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us at any time. I am available. I'm not always the best at communication, but try <laughs> me. Try me. You never know. Try me, right? 
Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on again uh, this week, uh, Hellcat. And uh, where can people find you? Uh, Instagram. I'm at fucking work. That is my Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> yeah hit me up I, uh, with your questions. If you have any questions whatsoever, feel free to shoot them my way. Um, you can also hit, uh, hit you up as well. Reach yeah. out to us. Like I said, I have no friends, and I'm tired of talking to this guy. So <laughs> that's me. I'd appreciate it. Well, that being said, uh, again, thank you, and you will definitely hear from us next week. Mm-hmm. Definitely, we'll be back next week if you permit. It. 